Welcome back to Becoming Next on Scene, everybody. It is your host, Jackie Zook. It is another awesome day for another awesome episode of How to Become Next on Scene in your field of business or in your passion. Before I bring on my awesome guest, I always like to start with a marketing tip to get your week started and a self-care tip to keep your week going. I've been finding lately that my marketing and self-care tips kind of tie in together, but we'll see if today's does or not. My marketing tip of the day, so my guest that I'm bringing on is an amazing event planning consultant. I'm excited for you to meet her, but we talk really all about the importance of events and marketing and how events can really help your marketing. Um, We talk about her experience, all of that stuff. But I think one thing that I've learned in terms of events with businesses is it's a great way to get in front of people and invite people to get to know you more on not just a business professional level, but on a personal level. Because when you meet with somebody in person versus online, you really get to, I don't know, it's like an intuition. Like you kind of just get to know who they are, what their vibe is, see if you feel aligned with them. So I see there's a lot of benefits if, you know, obviously I know people are still on the fence sometimes about attending in-person events, but if you're not, or you're thinking about planning one for your business, definitely do it. Take the jump. Um, My motto this year, which I think is going to go into my self-care tip, is to jump. I am taking so many risks this year on myself and investing a lot into my business. And um, I just, I'm I'm just trusting, trusting the universe that it's all going to work out. So I hope you do the same. I'm really excited now to introduce you to my amazing guest. We have the fabulous Melissa Cosette, the founder of Max Events. The one thing I love is Melissa's motto is event planning done with you, not for you. So it doesn't take away the sentimental experience. She's here to be the expert to help you make your event elevated. So stay tuned for the amazing Melissa. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene. Welcome back to Becoming Next On Scene, everybody. I am so excited to be here with the amazing Melissa Cosette, the founder of Max Event. She's also an amazing event consultant, event planning consultant. Hi, Melissa. How are you today? I'm great today, Jackie. How are you? Good. I'm so excited to have you on because I really feel like events are really coming back in full force. I'm sure it's also a reason why you really have succeeded and grown on your own. So please share with us what Max Event is and how you decided to kind of start and do your own thing. Yeah. Well, in a nutshell, Max Event is event planning done with you, not for you. And this really allows people to keep their personal stamp on their event without handing it over to somebody else to kind of run with it. And they can, you know, bring all of those personal touches that they have in mind uh, uniquely into their event. But at the same time, I give them professional guidance, advice, resources, and all the things they really need to go from A to Z and walk into that event day feeling fabulous. And like, you know, they really hit it out of the park. I love it. So please talk about like the different types of people you work with. So you help obviously like the personal social events. You help like who's, can you tell a little bit more about that? Yep. Well, my focus right now is really on purse, you know, like social events. So these have like a personal or social meaning to them. 
So this could be, you know, somebody planning a big milestone anniversary for their parents or, you know, their spouse. It could also be a business owner that wants to have like an awesome event for their team, um, a a holiday party, a big summer outing, uh, client appreciation. So there's a lot of ways for people to use events in their business and still have it be a social event in order to gain more attraction from the from the people they're either trying to reach or engagement with their team. So good. And how did you become an event planner? Like how did this all come about? Oh my gosh. I have loved event planning since before I knew what event planning was. <laughs> um, I can remember just being like a little kid and walking around my house with a little clipboard and you know making invitations and planning a menu and entertainment and all that stuff. So it's like really in my blood. And a lot of my background is spent in the hospitality industry. And I've worked in a ton of restaurants and hotels. I've also worked for catering companies and event venues. And really, I decided to start my own business. During the pandemic, I thought that I needed to find a way to make what I have, uh, my experience, my expertise, my skills accessible to people out there who want to start celebrating again, and they don't necessarily feel like an event planner is a fit for them, but they also know that they don't know what they don't know. So having some advice and guidance from a professional is the answer to their need. And it's what I really love to do. I really love to work with people to make these impactful, memorable experiences for them and their guests. I love it. I really think like you hit it on the head when you were talking about how people, more and more people now don't want to pass off things that are sentimental to them, right? I feel like I keep seeing that more and more. And I love how you can like be involved without taking it away from like their day, right? Not that event planners do that in general, but I think more of like, they don't understand, like you said, they don't know what they don't know. So I I think it's awesome. I just wanted to like point that out. I think it's great. Yeah. And and I will add that, I mean, event planners are amazing. And I've planned events for years and it's a hard job. It's not an easy job. And it's not to say that any person off the street can just kind of whip an event together if I, if they have a few phone calls with me. But again, you know, you really kind of uh, summarized that quite nicely with the sentimental attachment that they have to their event. And it's not so much about, you know, wanting to hold on to it because they're going to know, you know, what color napkins to choose, but it's, you know, just every step of the way feeling like they're on top of it. They have like their finger on exactly what's going on so they can make decisions that really resonate with them from day to day. And I love it too, because you're rebranding. And one thing, even before we started chatting was like elevating like an expert, right? I just, I love that. Like, cause it really allows you to elevate because you are the expert. So like you can make your event to take it to the next level, right? Then what you know. So I think that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. A lot of times when I'm first talking with people and they tell me what their vision is for their event, they'll they'll kind of, you know, rattle off a few logistical details that they envision. And then they'll start talking about, you know, we start to get in a conversation about, well, like, tell me, tell me why you're holding this event. What's the meaning for you? What's the significance for the people who are going to be attending? And then at that, that time where we start to really kind of bring out the details that are going to like create the most impact. And then they realize through this exercise that they 
you know, the thing they thought they were going to do when they started off, you know, this journey of I'm going to plan an event. It turns out that it ends up totally different because they just had no kind of prior concept of how that type of an event that they originally thought about might or might not support the vision that they have for the the uniqueness and special, you know, the specialness of the occasion. Mm-hmm. So good. I just like, I even remember when we had chatted, like in the beginning, when you were really starting out, like you thought of details with an event that I never even thought about. So like if somebody was having something at their house, you were like, well, is the garage going to be in the way of like the tent? I don't remember. It was yeah. just really detailed. Like I would never think about that. Right. Like, so just yeah. like details of like the values you add, like people overlook them all the time. Right. And the other thing is, is like, just to clarify for the audience, I get a lot of inquiries about designing an event or decorating an event. And that's not my special sauce. I I would refer you to some amazing designers out there. My special sauce is really bringing in all of those logistical facts and details that you will want to know before you kind of start your planning. And as you're going through the process, so you just don't have to double back after you've put in so much time making decisions and contacting people, realizing that it really wasn't going to work out the way you thought it was. And just kind of having this information presented to you along the way, instead of having to like seek it out and find information that you would never even know to ask for. That's, that's really the special sauce I provide. It's, it's just how to make this epic event because, and it's epic, not in, not in scale. Like we're not talking about like you know, you as a, a, a like a, a common person are going to be able to put together like an extravaganza of epic proportions. It's like that feeling like this has been an amazing event. Like when you wake up the next day and you are still like over the moon about just the experience that you had with your nearest and dearest. I love it. And what advice, because obviously the holidays are coming up, like what advice do you have for people in terms of planning? Like how far out should they really start finding a venue and doing these like in on average with a client? Like what do you normally suggest? If you're planning a holiday event, start yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) It's, um, you know, that's the time of year where venues are really going to get booked up. Your vendors are going to get booked up very quickly. If you're trying to have a Friday or a Saturday night in December party, you need to start securing those arrangements now. In general, I, you know, people start at all different times and you can still have a successful event. So you could start planning 15 months ahead because you really want to make sure you get that venue of choice or that caterer you want to work with or whatever the case might be. And then there, of course, will be a time where you're not really doing much to to plan your event. It's sort of just like laying the groundwork so you can start to form your plans. Some people, you know, they're they're not as great about looking far into the future and you can start, you know, three or four months ahead of time and still hit it out of the park. It's possible, especially if you're willing to do it at a time of year or a time, you know, a time of week or a time of day, that's not considered like a peak time. Mm -hmm. So peak would be what? Yeah, you're going to, you're going to have a harder time finding availability with your vendors and uh, venue. If you're looking for like, a June event when all the graduations and weddings are happening, a December event when the holidays are happening. And then there's even some other months that there are some dates that are always high high booking dates in May 
in September. Those are pretty big months. Sometimes I do recommend to people to look in those off-peak months, like say you're planning a holiday party. And what if you booked it out into January instead? You know, if that works for you and your group and you can alleviate some of the pressure off of your shoulders from searching and searching because there's limited availability, that that might be the best solution for you. Oh, that's so good. I think like also, so if you do it in January though, from a from a business standpoint, isn't it kind of past holidays? Like I'm sure you've heard that before, right? Like a catch-22, yeah. like I see the value, but. Yeah, I mean, I know that there's some people that on like, you know, they'll their decorations will be away by the end of December and all of that. But I think that also if you have that to sort of look forward to in January, it sort of keeps the spirit of the holidays alive. And, you know, you're kind of looking forward to that time to de-stress with if you're talking about, say, you know, a, a company holiday party. I think that a lot of venues from what I see keep up their holiday decorations through January because even if you don't have to rent a big venue, even if you're looking to book a a private dining room at a restaurant for like 50 people or something like that, chances are you'll still see all their decorations up. Right. Now I have something personal that I want to share and I would love your insight. So it's more about like things come up last minute when you plan events, right? So what is your advice to people like when things come up and you have no control over it, like what do you do in that situation, right? You just ride the wave. I mean, you honestly do. And for the people who I work with and they book one of my event planning consultation packages, they get day of support. So if something goes terribly wrong, they hop on the call with me and I'll walk them through it. But something will always go wrong with every single event. It always has something that will not go as planned. And you really can't stress over it. I mean, it's easier said than done. I know, like if your caterer doesn't show up, what are you going to do? That's a very stressful thing. <laughs> uh, not likely to happen, but you know, like, I mean, a perfect example. Not impossible is, though, planning, right? Like not, right, not impossible. <laughs> but say you're planning an outdoor party and, and, you know, you put all these, you know, things in place and then all of a sudden the day of, and it's, it's pouring out, right? So you still got to have your party and you still got to remember why you're doing it. And, you know, we're, we're here to celebrate, you know, we, we humans want to be together. We want to celebrate together. We celebrate milestones because that's part of our, our lives and our culture. And just always remember to bring it back to why you're there in the first place. And sometimes I guarantee you that some of the biggest things that seem like they're going wrong at the time, you will look back on later and you will think, wow, that really made the event unique and special. And everybody just pulled together and made it happen. For sure. And then I remember too, and when we were writing the magazine article, so to everybody who doesn't know, Melissa's a rising entrepreneur. We're so excited about it. But so we had talked about, you had shared with me a story about a couple who it rained on their wedding day, right? So can you share too about like weather conditions? Because these things happen. Like, what your advice is in terms of <laughs> Well, if you're going to do an outdoor event, you always want to make sure that you have either uh, a location available to go inside if the weather is not going to be cooperating that day, or you rent a tent um, with sidewalls if possible. If it's going to be a, a nighttime event, you need to make sure that you consider lighting for that tent. Um, so then if you, if your weather conditions aren't going to cooperate, then you have some, some place to fall back on. It's also great for 
a bright, sunny, hot day to have the shade. So, um, you know, understanding that everybody's logistics are going to be different, like if they're having a home event and what they can accommodate, but try to plan ahead for the, you know, the worst case scenario. So if you're having an outdoor event, assume that you're going to get rain and how you're going to handle it and then just cross your fingers that you go. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. No, that's a great point. But to your point about the couple, like it ended up working out perfectly in the best way, right? Even though the weather conditions weren't. They they were over the moon because, I mean, they knew they couldn't control the weather. It was like a hurricane. I kid you not. There was 150 people plus, you know, trying to squeeze under a tent that didn't accommodate that many people. And it had like a full dinner set up and a dance floor and, and four stations and a raw bar and all this like fantastic stuff. And what could they do about the rain? So everybody just really made the best of it. And people were literally dancing in the rain with their shoes off in the mud. And, (laughs) you know, we just all kind of got through it. (laughs) It was amazing. Awesome. That's like a great inspiring story because I think everybody, every bride fears that at some capacity, right? Yeah. And, you know, rain on your wedding days, good luck, right? (laughs) Right. Right. Well, so they say, but you still don't want to be like knowing that there is a good side to that is a happy story for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, those are okay. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So can you share what inspired the name of the business? I love this. Yeah. So, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I, in COVID and the pandemic, I was working in hospitality when it, when it started and we all lost our jobs and weren't sure what was going to happen. Like when were things going to open up again? And I just really kind of took a good look at myself and my life and what I wanted to feel like every day, like moving forward. I had a pretty high pressure job in the year before the pandemic that actually caused me to move to a different job, like ironically, right before the pandemic. So it was like kind of, I was kind of already in this mental flux of like, trying to figure out how to achieve like, you know, a little bit better work-life balance for myself and be present for my kids and my family and not be working like some of the brutal long hours that you work when you work in events. So I was already in that, in that place of thinking about how to, you know, move forward. And then I decided to just start this business consulting with people to help them. And I especially thought that after the pandemic, people would want to find a way to come together and celebrate again and do it safely and and make sure that they were considering like, you know, precautions or whatever it might be. So I had this idea to form this company and I called it Max Event. And the MAX part is really sort of like, uh, it stands for me and my husband and our four kids and different first letters of our names, last letter of our letters of our names. And the whole notion of just maximizing people's event experience just kind of kept sticking out to me. So I went with it. I love it. I think it's very like it's people understand it when they read it. I think it's really good for the industry you're in for sure. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, no problem. So can you share with us because this is a marketing show? What would you say are some benefits, you know, running a business and having events and having if you've never done them before, or you're new to it? Because it's obviously you're you're the mentor in this to these people, right? Like you're here to guide them. So how can it help your marketing? Absolutely. So if you've never planned an event before and you're hoping to plan one for your business to help your marketing, 
you can approach it in a couple different ways. You can hire a planner to kind of come in and really, uh, again, take take over the process and, and help you to produce an event. This is great for like something that you're really hoping to, you know, maybe solidify some some new partnerships or collaborations. And you want to make sure that you can focus your energies on that piece of it as opposed to the event planning part of it. But if if this is something that you like, you know, have a particular passion for, but you just want to make sure you put everything in in the right, you know, doing what you need to do when you need to do it, so to speak, you could work with somebody like me to do that, to, to see you through it. And I can help you or any any of the audience with things like client appreciation, team engagement, team building events, things like that. For people that want to use events as marketing specifically, I recommend to really explore like doing a series of events so you can maximize your your reach and your audience and make sure that the people that you might be interested to attract their attention have more than one opportunity to engage like that with you. For example, you know, I work with some financial planners to help them. Um, if you've ever seen like, you know, like a wine and wills type of, you know, event or or some other series meant to bring people in to talk about their financial needs while they're kind of like socializing in events in, in that manner. Um, doing a series of events like that is a great way to expand how many people you're going to reach. Smart. And I think so from also like what I've seen is when you do them so frequently, don't you find that less people go? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's definitely a sweet spot between too many events and not, not enough events Mm -hmm. and finding that sweet spot. So it could be a quarterly event. You know, you do one with the changing of the seasons to sort of mark whatever might be going on in your business. If you're an interior designer, maybe you're introducing, you know, a new color line or, or um, if you're an artist, maybe you are talking about like a new artist that you're promoting. There's so many ways to use events in your marketing because people really resonate with that personal connection that you can make with people at in-person events. And you will absolutely have more people remembering you, remembering what you offer in that in-person environment where people are feeling relaxed and and the tone, the undertones are more kind of social and celebratory than, you know, say putting on like a virtual workshop. Right. So would you say actually in your world, like are people still doing a lot of virtual events? You know, I I really think that there are some people who still feel comfortable with virtual events right now. And I think it's more for convenience for a lot of people that are trying to bring in a wider audience. But at the same time, I I don't think that I see a lot of people afraid to have in-person events now. And I hope that continues and people are feeling more and more comfortable. But um, for those of you that are, are wondering about doing virtual or hybrid events even, um, just consider the result that you want from your event and how you would like to engage with your audience and what you're hoping for them to personally get out of the event and whether or not a virtual experience could meet that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could just anybody that's experienced both, there's such a significant difference. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I think the biggest thing with virtual, though, is you could reach people from anywhere. That's the That's the biggest thing, I think. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So in, in my, 
you know, focus with the social celebrations. We don't see a lot of people trying to do virtual social celebrations. So I don't see that as as much in, in my area. But, you know, for those that are focused on meeting planning and, and, you know, more kind of, you know, corporate events that are not for celebratory purposes, I still think that there's a lot of that out there. And we'll probably continue to see that moving forward. I love it. That makes me excited because I like the in-person. I feel like you need a little bit of everything, right? Yes. Yep. You can do your work from home. You could have Zoom calls, but like you can have a break and go, you know, hang out with some people in person. I honestly think that it's exhausting to be, you know, virtually connecting with people much more than it is to get get dolled up and and go out there and attend a party in person i think that you know that's invigorating experience to me versus if i attend something virtually then then i almost feel like it's just takes more energy i don't know if anybody else feels that way (laughs) no spot on i could not agree more so melissa you're so awesome can you share with us how people can work with you and how they can follow you on social media and get in touch absolutely so the website is maxeventconsulting.com and you can find all of the information you need about what I do and who I help and how I can help you. And I will have to warn you, I am still working on kind of ramping up those social accounts and getting more content out there. And so I would love for you to follow me at, at maxeventofficial. So when I start to get this new information out there, you'll be among the first to hear about it. Love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. This was awesome. Everybody definitely give Melissa a follow, reach out. She is amazing. Thank you so much for tuning in to be coming next on scene and stay tuned for who's next on scene. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene.